Hi Country and Western fans, this is Laurie Cobb with another edition of Just Country, so hope you enjoy. Yee-haw! We opened the program with a Texan, Jimmy Dean. He was prominent during the 60s and performed on early American television. He sings for us, Big John... Then a story he calls I.O.U., a tribute to his mother. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six, made 245, kind of broad at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John, Big John. Big Bad John Big John Nobody seemed to know where John called home He just drifted into town and stayed all alone Didn't say much, kind of quiet and shy But if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big John Somebody said he came from New Orleans Where he got in a fight over a Cajun queen And a crashing blow from a huge right hand Sent a Louisiana fella to the promised land Big John Big John Big John Big Bad John Big John then came the day at the bottom of the mine when a timber cracked and men started crying. Miners were praying, hearts beat fast, and everybody thought the dead breathed the last of John. Through the dust and the smoke of this man-made hell walked a giant of a man that the miners knew well. Grabbed a sagging timber, gave out with a groan, and like a giant oak tree just stood there alone, Big John. Big John. Big John Big Bad John Big John With all his strength he gave a mighty shove Then a miner yelled out There's a light up above And twenty men scrambled from a would-be grave Now there's only one left down there to save Big John with Jackson Timbers, they started back down and came that rumble way down on the ground and the smoke and gas belched out of that mine. Everybody knew it was the end of the line for Big John. Big John, Big John, Big Bad John, Big John. Now they never reopened that worthless pit. They just placed a marble stand in front of it. These few words are written on that stand. At the bottom of this mine lies one hell of a man, Big John. Big John, Big John, Big Bad John, Big John, Big John.
You know, most people look through their wallets or their pocketbooks, and way down at the bottom, past the credit cards and baby pictures and so on, you usually find a little old piece of dog-eared poetry. I was cleaning up my wallet the other day, and I ran across a whole bunch of IOUs, some of them 35 years overdue. And you know the funny thing? All these IOUs are owed to one person, and I kind of felt like that maybe now would be a pretty good time for an accounting. Mom, I sure hope you're listening. Sweet lady, I owe you for so many things, a lot of services, like night watchman, for instance, lying awake nights listening for coughs and cries and creaking floorboards, <laughs> and me coming in too late. Boy, you had the eye of an eagle and the roar of a lion, but you always had a heart as big as a house. I owe you for services like uh, short order cook, chef, baker, for making sirloin out of hamburger and turkey out of tuna fish and big old strapping boys out of leftovers. I owe you for cleaning services, the daily scrubbing of face and ears, all work done by hand. And for the frequent dusting of the small boy's pants to try to make sure that he led a spotless life. And for washing and ironing that no laundry could ever do. For drying the tears of childhood and ironing out the problems of growing up. I owe you for services as a bodyguard for protecting me from the terrors of thunderstorms and nightmares. <laughs> too many green apples. And Lord knows I owe you for medical attention, for nursing me through measles, mumps, bruises, bumps, splinters, and spring fever. Oh, oh, let's not forget medical advice. Important things like, if you keep on scratching that, it'll never get well, or if you cross your eyes, they're going to stick like that. And probably the most important advice of them all. Boy, you be sure you got on clean underwear in case you're in an accident. And I owe you for veterinarian services for feeding every lost dog that I dragged home at the end of the rope. And for healing the pains of puppy love. And I owe you for entertainment. Entertainment that kept the household going during some pretty rough times. And for wonderful productions at Christmas, Fourth of July, birthdays. And for making make-believe come true. And you did it all on such a limited budget. I owe you for construction work. For building kites and confidence, hopes and dreams, and somehow you made them all touch the sky. And for cementing together a family so it would stand the worst kinds of shocks and blows. And for laying down a good strong.
strong foundation to build a life on. I owe you for carrying charges, for carrying me on your books, for the necessities of life that a growing boy somehow, well, they just gotta have. Things like <laughs> a pair of high-top boots with a little pocket on the side for a jackknife. And one thing, Mom, I'll never forget. When there were two pieces of pie and three hungry people, you were always the one that decided, well, I'm not really that hungry anyhow. These are just a few of the things for which payment is long overdue. The person that I owe them to worked very, very cheap. She managed by simply doing without a whole lot of things that she needed herself. My IOUs add up to more than I could ever hope to repay. But you know the nicest thing about it all, that I know that she had marked the entire bill paid in full for just one kiss and four little words. Mom, I love you. We hear from the man in black now. You guessed it, Johnny Cash. He sings two songs, his famous hit I Walk the Line and Ring of Fire. Close watch on this heart of mine 
I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line lady singing now with her powerful voice. Yes, Patsy Klein. She sings Let the Teardrops Fall and A Closer Walk with Thee. Let the teardrops fall You said you wasn't gonna
but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. Jimmy Dean again with Please Pass the Biscuits and The Day I Jumped from Uncle Harvey's Plane. Would you please pass the biscuits? Uh, pass the biscuits, please. Same thing every Sunday since I can't remember when. Ten folks all around the table and the biscuits way up the other end. I, I got a plate of chicken and taters and a lot of stuff like that. All, all I need's a biscuit foot. I wish you'd look where they're at. I guess I could reach across the table, but that's ill-mannered. Mom always said, wish I had a biscuit. I just can't eat without bread. 
Would you pass the biscuits? Uh, excuse me, would you please pass the biscuits? All I want's a biscuit. Nobody seems to care. If they wouldn't talk so doggone loud, they might be able to hear. I doggies. They're half finished eating and I ain't even begun. I wish you'd look at them biscuits disappear. I'll be lucky if I get a one. Same thing every Sunday, always company to be fed, and they're talking like they're wound up. Boy, I sure wish I had a piece of bread. Hey! What? Would you, would you please pass the biscuits? It looks like somebody noticed that I ain't started eating yet. Sure be glad when they get their fill and just go out in the parlor and set. Then, uh, golly, I won't have to use my manners. I'll just get a biscuit myself. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Ain't a biscuit left. The only day of the week we get Sunday fed and they add up all the biscuits and... I just can't eat without bread. There's something the matter, no bread on that platter, and he just can't eat without bread. Me and Oliver and Virgil was down at the drugstore killing time when my eye fell upon this magazine. And I got to reading this article about skydiving and parachutes, and I said, jumping out of airplane, that's a thing. Now, being raised out on a farm and always ready for adventure, I knew that I could figure out a way. Well, Delmer Gill's got a parachute, Uncle Harvey's got a plane, so I said, call the boys together, today's the day. I found out too late that what Uncle Harvey called an airplane wasn't really nothing but an engine and a wing. And I could feel my fear rising as Delmer packed up my parachute, but he kept on telling me, oh, you're doing the right thing. Ron McLaughlin shook my hand and he strapped me in the harness and Tilden brought a jug to pass around. Well, I took one look at that parachute and the whiskey and that airplane, and I turned that bottle up and drank it down. Oh, I was drunker than Cooter Jones when they poured me in the plane, and that old engine coughed and we headed for the clouds. Boy, I was sober as a judge when Harvey opened up that door, and I ain't never heard my heart beat quite so loud. I said, Harvey, I can't do it. But he kicked me out the door, but I wrapped my hands around the landing gear. And I was holding on pretty good, and Harvey stomped on my fingers, and Virgil said he heard me scream from way down there. I thanked God and Delmer Gill when that parachute finally opened, and I said, well, hell, there ain't no use to be afraid. Then I went crashing through the hen house, scattering chickens and breaking eggs, and I kissed the ground and fainted dead away. Now, friends, I fought some battles. I've been shot at once or twice, and I damn near got run over by a train. But in my whole barn put-togethers, I ain't never been as scared 
as the day I jumped from Uncle Harvey's plane. We finished the program with a rip-roaring song from Frankie Lane with Rawhide. Rolling, 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 Folks, hope you enjoyed the program. Bye. Now you all come back, you hear? This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.